Greetings, folks. Welcome to episode number 43 of Lucha World Podcast. Tonight, we'll be talking many, many subjects. CMLL's Busca de un Idolo. We'll be talking Volador Jr. and his match with Flamita. Lucha Underground. AAA Verano de Escandolo. And in memory of our friend Eric Caden who Fredo and I learned liked a very obscure uh, group called the Third Bardot. This music is for you, Eric Hayden, in your memory. Hope you cats enjoy this episode. Welcome, ladies, to Lucha World Podcast. And gentlemen, if there are any gentlemen out there. Frito and the Freak proudly present episode number... 43. 43. And... We, we won't get to 100 until, like, 2020, probably. <laughs> easily, easily. And, because I think so highly of you, I am not going to sing to open the show. I do want to uh, just recite a little inspirational um, little passage by Lewis Beach Marvin III, you know, something that could just bring a little optimism to this world. And, and that is this pa- passage. The universalist, the pacifist, the vegetarian – The compassionate are smothered, are overwhelmed, are driven to the place of death. Each of us must become a Christ. Each of us must die before we take the life of another. Each of us must offer the fruit of love to his fellow man. If not, then death, total destruction of mankind will come in a blinding flash, and only the animals will remain to inherit the corpse of our earth. Doesn't that just make you feel like all rosy inside? Made me angry. <laughs> Is it working? You keep. It's working well. The, you keep staring at the recorder. Yeah, I just think this thing. I, I think maybe it's time to update our recorder because you know I bet you, it, 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 
the only frustration is the little panel here just oh, goes dark. Cool. Every it only it only lights up if you push a button, and then it goes oh, dark. Right. And I'm oh. and you know how my eyesight is as I'm getting in my into my mid fifties. Well, like I said, welcome to Lucha World. A uh, ton of news, most of which will be delivered by Fredo because he's the one who watched Lucha, and I've I've watched very little as he usual. Refuses to watch <clears throat> Lucha. No, I just, that's why he likes doing a... Actually, you refuse to watch wrestling, and that's why you talk about wrestling on a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I like to talk like I know it all, even though I don't know a damn thing. You're like the Brian Alvarez, the likable Brian Alvarez. Uh, the one who do, who runs the interview, who yeah. leads it. Who, <laughs> you, uh, don't, you don't lead it. <laughs> nope, I don't. I just wander chaotically, aimless, aimlessly. I'm just uh, kidding about that. Brian's I, very likable. Yes, he is. He's actually a very likable guy. He's actually a nice guy, so I don't He know. is. Yes. Uh, I just want to throw I'm out a... I'm not saying that sarcastically. <laughs> <laughs> we mean it. I want to just give a personal thanks to Brian Westcott, a Cauliflower Alley Club member who surprised me, sending me a DVD of uh, Tales of Masked Men and uh, The Man in the Silver Mask, the children's lucha book. And I especially appreciate that because he really knows my attention span. Uh, I do well with children's books. I can usually read them very quickly, you know. Finish it before I fall asleep. And uh, Scotty Astro out there, who is now... We'll be listening to this in 2016. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll get it when, when, when... He will listen to it when, indeed, the animals will yes. inherit the we'll corpse for, of our Earth. When he tells us about this, we'll have already forgotten about it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad, but... Well, when he wrestles, he now does the Negro Casas bump. Oh, he does? Cool. And he was kind enough to actually say, I stole the bump from you, which is awesome because I stole it from Negro Casas. And um, I know Scotty Astro, I'd love to see a video because I know already that he probably does it five times as well as I do. <laughs> so way to go. I dig it. I dig it, Scotty Astro. Um, also want to briefly mention... Want to plug our friend who is uh, returning to promoting Superboy Fusion Pro Wrestling returns uh, to July fifth. Yes. And what are you going to ask me, Fredo? I know you want to ask me something. Are about you going? <laughs> July fifth is Elena's birthday. Is Elena going? <laughs> no. And if I took her, it's a, that would it's, be twenty-eight years of marriage gone. This, this would be a great birthday. To who? For whom? <laughs> I'm sure Elena would enjoy it. Actually, I think she would enjoy like. No, she'd get a kick out of the it. Fa- the, the, the women that go and the, yep. the fans. I don't think she'd dig it on her birthday yeah. as all. Well. But I am glad that uh, the Morrow family is up and running again promoting. Damien's going to be on that show. Is he really? Yeah, Damien666. Very cool. Yeah. It's always good seeing him. Very cool guy. You should go. Have her introduce introduce him to Elena. Behave yourself. <laughs> Behave yourself, you know Fredo. I can't. I've been watching in Busca de Unidolo. I need to like You need to uh, vent. Or, or, vent. Instead let's of venting, you like to take it out on other people. Yes. And you're tired of being frustrated and angry, so I you're trying to, to make other people frustrated and, worst, and angry. And the worst thing is I have to write about it after every show. I'm not watching it right now, by the way. That's right. And and uh you're probably resentful because uh you're taking the bullet for me. You tell me how uh lame it is this year. You're not the only one I tell how lame it is. I think there's a lot of people who, like, know I, I've read it and find out that it's lame. 
But uh, everybody, if you go on Facebook and look up Fusion Pro Wrestling, uh, they have a Facebook page. Uh, the coolest thing is the arena where recent UIPW shows and this show will be run is oh, right right across the street from where Gil's Gym used to stand. Same place? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. um, that's where we interviewed the traumas. That's right. Yeah. Very cool interview. My, my uh, second to second, second my to new friends. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to ask them to adopt me and tell them. I will ask Negro Navarro. Yes, and that means you'll this. become their manager. I will be their manager. Yes, I'll yes. be on their show <laughs> if they ever come. <laughs> if they ever bring it back, they're always out of town now, so they don't do it anymore. Damn, that means they're getting work. That's a good thing. Oh uh, yeah, they're <laughs> getting work outside of Mexico City because there's no money there. So. <laughs> Like there's more. There's more money in the U.S. and in uh, TJ and all those places. Well, they're I, fresher. They're yeah. there. And okay, I know they're not making in Mexico City. How about like other states in Mexico? And yeah, they're going out. Like they're going. To yeah, other places are too. payoffs decent there for an indie worker? Or depends on who you ask mm-hmm. in Mexico. <laughs> if they're willing yeah. to tell you who you ask and who you yeah. are, probably too. That part. Three hundred pesos. Is that good? <laughs> for an idiot like me who f- thinks $300 yeah, yeah. <laughs> my favorite was when I first uh, my friend from uh, the guy who draws the did the artwork for mm-hmm. the site he quotes me a price for uh, a, a logo and he's like it's 1200 and I don't read pesos uh-huh. like, 1200 <laughs> well you know I'm thinking you know and that probably is what some people would charge for in the US for a logo mm-hmm. and stuff for graphic mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what they charge like for a big time and I'm like, man, that's a lot. I can't afford that. I'm not going to. And then I'm like, oh, he wrote pesos. And it's like, whoa, dude, that's like way more affordable. <laughs> then I feel bad because it's not a lot. It's like, it's the, right. that's what, then I feel bad. It's like, oh, that's not a lot. It's like, I kind of should throw in a couple of extra bucks just so it doesn't like, you know, so it looks like it's a little more. Yeah, there you go. It... <laughs> but I mean, it's good money for them. I mean, yes. When a wrestler in Mexico is making like 30 bucks, it's not. Yeah, it doesn't exactly uh, feed the family yeah. or even yourself, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, well, uh, I opened this show with that passage because it's from a movie called Mondo Hollywood. And when I think Mondo Hollywood, which was a 1967 documentary that covered uh, not the A-list, not the B-list, not the C-list celebrities of Hollywood in the day, but the D-list. Uh, you know, kind of sub-genre, sub-genre celebrities from uh, Hollywood. And one of the first people I think of are folks like Johnny Legend and uh, somebody we lost a month ago yesterday, Eric Caden, who um, was in Palm Springs for a film noir uh, convention. And you guys finally got that right, right? <laughs> like his death. Oh yes, that's <laughs> I like right. The confusion to his death too. <laughs> yeah, well, the confusion came. The few, yeah, the confusion came because he was supposed to go to Las Vegas after that. In fact, uh, he and Danny Wolf were of all groups going to see the Cow Sills. Oh really? Yeah, that. Uh, so I think uh, Elaine Wu, when she wrote the obituary for Eric in the L.A. Times, I think somebody either miscommunicated to her that. Uh, um, um, he was in Las Vegas when he died, but oh. he was in Palm Springs, and actually she corrected that in the print version of the L.A. Times. Oh, that's good. So, uh, um, Eric Hayden is funny. He wasn't a celebrity, but to some celebrities he was a celebrity. He had uh, run Hollywood Book and Poster since 1977, 
And Hollywood Book and Poster was just a really awesome place. It went through three incarnations all on Hollywood Boulevard. And yeah, Eric was just a really uh, enthusiastic, fun individual. And this shop, this was like no ordinary Hollywood memorabilia shop. You know, a lot of people who are listening probably know him from the conventions. Yeah, exactly. A big part of wrestling conventions. Um, I don't know what... It, Always a cauliflower alley. And almost... Wrestle reunion, he was there too, right? Yes, he was. he took Dark Journey that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He was a guy he would get really enthusiastic about getting uh, wrestlers, B-movie actors, porn stars to, you know, do signings. And, uh, I mean, he was... A staple of Southern California and his uh, book and poster shop it wasn't just your average memorabilia shop you could find lobby cards uh, for anything from mainstream movies to movies you never knew existed they had a room full of movie scripts uh, one of the times I remember is a lot of celebs would go to you know buy scripts you know if they were writers or you know directors and uh one day I was in his shop and I, there was this, you know, tall, tall black woman, beautiful. And I figured, okay, she's got to be a celebrity, but I don't recognize her at all. And, um, yeah, I'm not going to go up and just say, Hey, who are you? But, you know, they, you know, she bought, I think, I think she bought a script if I remember right, but she left and it ended up being Kim Wayans, who wow. I never realized was beautiful because she's always playing. Yeah. Like a really like. Like comedic, yeah, yeah. She she was stunning, but it wasn't unusual to see celebs. He was he was a good friend of Johnny Ramone. Um, you know, a lot of character actors. Lot he knew a lot of folks. What's the name? That one big tall guy. God, Sid Haig. Yeah, yeah, Sid Haig. Uh, And you know, uh, this one really uh, clobbered me hard. I did not know Eric nearly as well as. Uh, my friends Pat Hoed or Carol Kovnick Hernandez. I mean, they know him really well for years, but it really hit me hard. And uh, I, it, what got me is he was just such a <clears throat> he was a really fun, thoughtful guy. You know, a little eccentric in that he was always it seemed anyway like he was always working. He was always at a convention someplace. In fact, I couldn't even picture him being in an apartment or house. I I pictured him living on the road. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe there was some truth to that. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, you know, he he was a fan of uh, exploitation movies, horror movies. And I didn't know this until I read the L.A. Times obituary. Uh, Back in the late 70s, there were a lot of uh, uh, parent groups, you know, protesting out in front of – movie theaters protesting the violence in movies. And uh, I'm wondering if this was the time when that movie The Warriors came out because there was a lot of uh, coverage. Just, I mean, <laughs> it's, very, it's, it's very bland compared to what's out there today. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, back then it was thought to be really violent. Well, Eric and a number of other people had a counter pro- a protest, you know, and, you know, making the case that, hey, we're not people who, who want to go out and commit violence, but Watching a violent movie is cathartic to us. It's yeah. You know, <laughs> I didn't know that he went to these some of these dressed up as Leatherface from the <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, and well, both Fredo and I went to his memorial, which was at the uh, New Beverly Cinema 
in Los Angeles. And uh, just the fact that a movie theater reserved a night for a memorial for Eric and the place was pretty close to packed. Yeah. There's and a then lot there was of people that showed up with some would leave and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Everybody, everybody did come you send to... the information to the observer? Yes, I did. Because yeah, I saw you named all the wrestling people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I see my name on there. Yes, exactly. I see my name on there and Dave Meltzer's probably like, who the hell is this guy? Because <laughs> he knows everybody else. I think I'm probably the only one that really doesn't have a... I don't have a real time. That's right. With you, Dave. Your name, your name was was in there, right? There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 was like, I was like, he's probably David's probably like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> he's gonna meet you and remember yes. you one of these days. Yeah. yeah so because I, I, Steve, I like the people you mentioned on there were like Steve Yohi, mm-hmm. who's sent stuff to Dave for like ages. Yes. Probably like hung around. Oh, totally. Around Jeff them. Walton. Yeah, those and people. Scott. I'm surprised Jeff Walton remembered me. <laughs> He's, he has a while. really good memory. Yeah. Very like, good hey, memory. How are you doing? I say, I'm doing good. Um, uh, was... Dan Westbrook, who's a great guy. Yeah. I, I never got to know him until like maybe five or six years ago. Really? Really nice guy. The photographer. Uh, and then Rob Van Dam. Yes, Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam sat in front of us. Yes, that's you right. Guys, you guys, it was weird because I was sitting like a, uh, like a seat away from you guys. And since Ricky Ataki was behind mm-hmm. me. I had to be a little more respectful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't know what, how to act at these moments. Oh, exactly, exactly. So then you guys are sitting on the side, and I didn't I didn't say anything, but um, Rob Van Dam shows up with his vape, that little... That's right, pen. his little vape pen. Vape pen, and, like, he's getting high in the... In the, in the Eric probably in the wouldn't moment. want it any other way. And it looks like he's falling asleep, so then Pat Howitt comes back. For those who don't know Pat Howitt, he's Larry Rivera from XPW. Mm-hmm. He returns... <laughs> He sits down and he's like just, you know, he's looking around and he looks at at, at Rob Van Dam mm-hmm. and then he points at you guys. It's Rob Van Dam. It's Rob Van Dam. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, and I just started, I was, I just smiled because I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Because yeah, Eric actually arranged a signing where both Rob Van Dam and John claude Van Dam oh, were geez. signing at the same booth, same day. <laughs> it like was his dream. Yeah. Well, I, in fact, one of the things I just love, I just loved his sheer enthusiasm, even though he had been around the industry for years and you know he he never bragged about it but he could have bragged about who he knows but i remember i wrote uh, an article in wrestling world magazine about like wrestling in the movies and uh i remember going to his shop and just asking hey is there some stuff i could buy that i could use and when I was telling about some of the Lucha movies, this was another really cool thing about Eric. He was a huge Lucha fan, especially yeah. old school El Santo and Blue Demon. He used to go to TJ all the time. Too. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. And sometimes he'd go just to buy wrestling masks yeah. wholesale. Uh, but I remember uh, I'm going through his stuff, and the, he had a treasure trove of stuff I didn't expect to find. There was this really great 8x10 of Rito Romero. And I wanted that right away because my favorite wrestling movie ever is La Ultima Lucha, where uh, Romero, you know, has a has a pretty big role. And when Eric sees it, he goes, "Oh, Rito Romero!" And he's thinking, "Is is he still alive?" And at the time, Rito Romero, Romero was alive. And I'm going, "Uh, yeah." And I said, "You know," because I interviewed Luthez once, and Luthez he said he was one of the luckiest wrestlers ever because. Uh, he married a woman, and it ended up the woman was very wealthy, and so wow, really? yeah. And and when I told him that, he was just like so enthused and is asking all these questions like a fan, Did you know. You have him over like for a convention. Or he would have. Oh my god! If I if R- I gave him Rito Romero and Rita Ro- Moreno or something, <laughs> some, <laughs> some sort of like tie in, like. 
That would be oh he would have done if you said that to him he would have he would have pursued it he would have pursued it like Rita and Rito yes I mean he was he his mind was twenty four seven in motion like you see why him and Johnny Legend were friends yes yes because I mean Johnny Legend's like that too like constant the mind's always on thinking of fifteen different projects at once you're like he's like. He's like planning to leave because he's like so wired. And exactly, exactly. It's a classic ADHD yeah. in, in a positive way. I mean, it makes him Johnny Legend. Yeah. Uh, and well, and then the other thing is when I went to purchase his stuff, he wouldn't charge charge me for the stuff wow. I was using the article. Didn't even ask for a mention, even though I plugged the store in the uh, in the article. And then he thanked me for it, which was even cooler, being that he didn't charge me and didn't ask for anything in return. Oh, that's cool. Um, and one of the things I think you remember, uh, somebody, I can't remember which person was speaking at the memorial, talked about how if you were a fan of somebody really obscure, which a lot of the people who go to a store are, you know, really and most offbeat most of those people stuff. there were. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And he, But if he found a, a picture or maybe a wrestling program or a, a 45 single of that person that that one person liked. He remembered that that one person liked them and he would be telling everybody, look what I found for like Ricky Ataki or, for, for, you know, for, for Kurt. He says, they are going to love this. Like he would be so jazzed that he found something to give them and just, um, and how about Glenn Danzig showing up to the memorial? Yes. How weird was that? Yes. <laughs> and I, I was like, because I didn't notice if you guys reacted when he got there, but I was like, "Is that Glenn Danzig?" I, I thought it was him, but I didn't yeah. know. And then, and then uh, I asked Pat Ho, and he's like, "Yeah, that's Glenn Danzig." And I'm like, "Oh wow, really?" <laughs> yeah, well, that, well, that guy Jamie uh, used to play with Danz- Danzig's band, really, and he used to work in Hollywood. But and then uh, that porn poster. guy was his name, uh, William Bill, Margold. Bill Margold. What a nice guy! Yeah. And first time I ever saw that guy was like over thirty years ago on Wally George, where you know the the tip. You know, Wally was like, wasn't a, he in that one? Uh, movie about Grunt. Um, no, he was also. Oh yeah, it might, it might have been. But Wally George, you mean? No, or um, Bill Margold. Bill Margold wasn't he in that movie that um that one that they made about the John Holmes and everything that incident. Oh, I think they did. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, he did a shtick with Wally George where Wally George was saying the porn is going to be the downfall of society, and he says something back. And uh, for those who don't know who Wally George was in the eighties, he was like a. It's creepy. He was creepy, yes, yes. Uh, it'd be, he was a guy who was trying... It was like something you would watch at night, like if you were... Late night, yeah, local station, and at the time he kind of put the station on the map because it was like one of these conservative talk shows, you know, very, very pro-wrestling-like. I mean, he, it was a work, and he wasn't good at disguising that. Uh, Didn't he used to have, like, Mondo Guerra on it or something, like some of those... Pistol Pete, yeah, Carl guys. Lauer was on there I once. Remember he had, like, these really, like, low, low... Level exactly, guys. and I was like, "Man, this is like weird." <laughs> oh, totally, totally. He once had a an interview with Irv Rubin, who was uh, back in the day uh, the top dog of uh, the Jewish Defense League, hmm. and they had him debate uh, a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like a white supremacist. I think it was that guy Metzger. I can't. I'm blanking on who it, it was. Might have been. Because I think they've shown clips of that. Yeah, stuff. because what I'll never guess, I, I remember watching it the first time it aired, and there was a big glass of water right next to Irv Rubin, and it didn't take a genius to say, 
that glass of water isn't going to be sipped. It's going to be thrown in the white supremacist's face. And sure enough, yeah. they, they, Irv Rubin does that, and they act like, you know, he, everything's out of control. You know, he made a Geraldo Rivera look like Charlie Rose, you know. It's one of those, like, weird shows. Yeah. But Bill Marco, I had always wanted to meet that guy. Yeah. What a laid-back But it's guy. so weird. We show up, and we're because we showed up with, um, was it Dan? Dan Farron. Steve Yohe. Yes. Um, Dan, Dan Westbrook. Westbrook. I don't know those other two guys, by the way. So people like I, they're always like thinking I know all the like, <laughs> server people. I was like, I don't. Right. I once I see Pat Howitt, I'm I'm with Pat Howitt the whole time. Oh, totally, right? totally. It's like, uh, and I see that one dude, Bill Markle. I'm like, that dude looks familiar because he's wearing that um that Hawaiian. Yes, shirt. yes. Like, that dude looks familiar, and I I think I asked you. No, I asked Dan. I go, Dan, who is that guy? And he's like, I think that's Bill Margold. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I've seen him. Porn, right? And, and you like, know, yeah. you know how bad I am at faces. I recognize him right away. Yeah. But uh, it was actually fun. Yeah, it, it's weird because I met a few people there and it, I almost feel – I almost hate to say, man, I, it's so nice meeting these guys. But well, you know, it's the occasion, it's, you know. It's weird because like, like when you meet like the wrestling people, like mm-hmm. the ones who are like writers and stuff like that, some of them – like you could tell the difference between the guys who are really like you know more of a – Approachable, mm-hmm. yes. And then you have the guys who are kind of more introverted. They want to be and, invisible. Yeah, so it's like so they know you. Yeah, they say hi to you, but they won't say hi to anybody else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those weird things, but but like that guy, I was surprised. Like he just went over and started talking to us. Like he's so like, approachable. Yeah, he was just talking to us. Like, yeah, okay. yeah, he was actually fun talking yeah. with. There was somebody else who was talking to me. I can't remember who. I think it was a guy who was with him. Somebody was with him, but like I don't director. know who it was. It was like a director. Yeah, I don't know yeah. who that was, though. Yeah, and he was like, they were talking, and they were like, yeah, he, um, because he told me something, and it's mm-hmm. like, he's like, I was just telling this guy, and we were talking to um, Danny Wolf. Yes. Like, I have no idea who this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> and then that old, that lady you guys were taking pictures with, I didn't know who that was either. <laughs> it's like, you guys got Oh, Carol Calvin and yeah, Oh, no, not her, the the lady, the, the one who was in the movie, um, in the 60s or whatever. Oh or the yes, or yes. And I forget her name. Yeah, <laughs> you guys are like all like taking pictures, and I'm like, oh man, I hope they don't ask me if I want to take a picture with her. I don't. No, we would just shove it in front of there. You guys, we, you guys just put me next to the person here. Take a picture. With <laughs> person. Yeah. Um. Oh, I mean, about. Uh, I love taking pictures too. By the way. <laughs> yes, he does. And we catch you smiling yes. sometimes. That's the funniest part. I love that one picture where you get the close up of Dan. Behind. Wasn't that great? <laughs> yes. I love the close-up much yeah. better than the actual yes. photobomb effect it like, got. Just looking. <laughs> yeah, there's one guy I really liked meeting there. Um, uh, there was a guy. Oh, actually, I totally messed up. It wasn't Jamie who was in Danzig. It was this guy, Howie Pyro. Yeah, that's the guy you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. He has a podcast called Intoxica that just plays strange, offbeat music. And I started listening to it uh, in 2009. And I remember this because uh, that was when Marilyn Chambers, classic porn star, had passed away. And I just was listening to the Intoxica podcast. I had never heard of Howie Pyro before. Mm-hmm. And uh, d- between songs, he uh, was talking about the passing of Marilyn Chambers. I'm saying, huh, I wonder what connection he had. And he says, well, uh, I was uh, working, at, working at a convention with my friend Eric Hayden, who had a booth, and Marilyn Chambers was doing a signing there. And I went, well, he knows Eric Hayden? Uh, 
That's so weird. Like, all these people that you wouldn't... Exactly. Like, I didn't find out about this guy through Eric or through Johnny Legend or Dan. Well, it's like when people visit uh, the Lucha World website when we would do the Slam and Stand stuff like Mm -hmm. that. And we would talk about these random stuff, like about roller derby and stuff. Yeah. And that was the stuff that would get reaction. Nothing about wrestling would... Nobody would... Send me a Maybe we need to take about. a lesson from this. It was really weird. Like, like they, they, they visit our site and they're asking mm-hmm. me about stuff that isn't related to the website. It's just something we randomly talk about. Yes, exactly. I, I, like, there might be something to yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but, the, but, you know, the next time I, had, I saw Eric, I said, hey, Eric, you know a guy named Howie Pyro? And he just says, oh, my God, he's such a great guy. And mm-hmm. talking about him, I always thought, oh, be, be cool. I'll, we'll probably be at some setting where I'll meet him through Eric and... Well, this was it. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wish it was a different occasion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and it was fun talking with him because he too is uh, really into the movie Mondo Hollywood. And it's very rare, very rare. I meet somebody who totally. Uh, I've never heard of that movie. Oh, you got to see it. I probably won't. You will. You will. Yeah. The, yeah. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make you I watch it one of these days. It. Yes, you I will. will. I will watch. I will watch it. You'll probably watch Bobby Zavala versus Blue Panther in that lightning match from like two years ago. Okay, if I watch that, will you watch Mondo Hollywood? No, because that's only like a 10-minute match, Relampago. Okay, send me me another hour's worth. You know what? You're going to have to watch um, the entire... Kurt will have to watch the entire En Busca de Un Idolo from this year. From this year end, then you will watch Mondo Hollywood. Then I will Hollywood. watch Mondo Okay, Hollywood. okay. So uh, I probably will have to be until the September. The heat is on. Yeah. By, by, by the second match, and everybody who's been <laughs> watching CML and Busca and Idolo will say that Kurt, Kurt is going to regret watching this tournament. I'll feel like, uh, I'll feel like uh, um, the cat in... Uh, the only good stuff is all the guy, the judges are being very... Like, Tirantes is usually good. So I was going to say, he good. was really the star of the show yeah, last so it's year. Like, it's like, the other guys, Hijo de Gladiador and all the other guys are kind of crappy, so. So you think they'd think it out who could do yeah. a good presentation like this yeah. instead of, uh, well, any, anyway, just, you know, that was a pretty lengthy tribute to Eric, but he deserves it, and uh, going to really, really miss this guy. This, uh, um, I started writing stuff about him. I started and stopped twice just because uh, just not in the right framework. And yeah. I realized, you know, uh, I just really like the guy and I I hope he knows how much people dug him. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of people were seeing him as an unsung hero who who didn't get recognized, but, you know, that guy had so and many his, friends. How about his cousin being a... One of the directors for Lang. I never knew that either. Like, Another wow. thing he never bragged about. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, maybe he wasn't that close to him. <laughs> Although the guy said he was pretty. They were close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that he went and visited him—that's that's close. <laughs> Considering exactly. our family, that's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> just knowing, yeah. just mentioning them by name—that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but no, he was always a surprise. I'd always yeah. be surprised by the people he knew yeah. and uh, just the things he was into. I never knew he was an acid head when he was younger. Yeah. <laughs> that was a trip. Um, well, I only knew about the wrestling stuff, so that was like. I didn't really know about the other stuff. So it's, oh, yeah. I, I, I at the Hollywood book and poster and all that stuff. But, you know, since I always yeah. saw them in conventions and at wrestling shows, I never thought about the... Right, right. About all the other Because I remember the first time I, I met him, we went to that incredibly strange wrestling show. Because the first one we went to, I don't think he was there or I didn't really notice him. The I think I, he wasn't there. It was the one at somebody the Fangoria him. convention yeah. in the Fangoria Pasadena. Convention, yeah. Where he, like, just runs into the, the ring and I go over and I tell you... Who are those two like? 
who are those two crazy guys in the room just jumping into the ring and clowning around? And you're like, oh, that's Eric, and uh, I can't remember who the other guy was. He'd have a different guy who yeah. was a non-wrestler, too, and he'd always wrestle as a masked character called D.P. Dunphy, yeah, and- who would wrestle somebody, but he wouldn't lose to the opponent. He'd lose to the foreign object, like a ladder pinned him for a three-count. Oh, oh, he was wrestling a blind man one night, and the blind man fell over, but the cane hit Eric. And that was a fan right? Yes, that was the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah, it was fun sending in news results saying uh, – uh, a, a, a stepladder pinned Eric Hayden, or, or D.P. Dunphy, rather. Oh. I hear Elvis Presley music. It's or is that me. the song Aura Lee? Aura I like Lee. How, how we do podcasts and the, the phone just randomly rings. Well, we have to have an equivalent yeah. of, uh, of Conan uh, taking bond, a bong hit, bond so bond. that's the best we can do. We should probably talk about the other person who passed away recently. Dusty Rhodes. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. He's yeah. your favorite wrestler, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you say that? He was your favorite wrestler or something? When we first met? Uh, you were, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, did said, say that. Yeah. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, he did. He was one of your favorites. Yeah, well, he's somebody I learned to appreciate in hindsight. When I was younger... You weren't a fan of... No, no, no. When I was like... Or you really didn't see him that much, did you? No, and I didn't... Not being from the South, I didn't get yeah. him. So you got him in the 80s. That's when you... Yeah, it was, it was gradually over time. I'm saying... I'm thinking to myself, this guy, this bleach blonde, pasty white guy who uh, just... Over the top, but you know, it wasn't until I went to Georgia where I understood why other people dug him. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's because the South is a bunch of crazy people. <laughs> We're gonna make a lot of friends We're, here. We're gonna make a lot of friends. Sophisticated like us Californians. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They, they don't. They don't uh, have. They don't drink organic yeah. date shakes and uh, you know uh, burn incense people at the moon like, fire ranch. Right. Just, Come on, Fredo. Your favorite. Your favorite character in wrestling is a, a parrot. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and rightfully well, so. Well, that's the, exactly. Well, I, I was in that phase where, in a lot, there are a lot of smarts. I was a huge Front Rhodes fan, though. I did like him. When did I start liking him? Well, one, I was really amazed when I saw that famous angle where uh, there are five people all over him in a cage match in the Omni. I think that was the first time I ever saw him live. And just seeing the people's reaction blew me away. Because I saw mm. a, some heated reaction on the L.A. shows, you know, even in the kind of dying days, but I'd never seen somebody react to an angle like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and now in hindsight, what really won me over forever is what we were talking about earlier is a few years back when he saw Pimpinela Escarlata and, and said something like, oh, man, where was this guy when I was booking Florida? We would have <laughs> pushed that guy. That's when I said, this guy is cool. But no, as, we, as years went by, I started realizing... Yeah, Dynamite Kid was was athletic and really solid. But as I got older, I'm saying, I'm, I'm seeing well. There's a big cost to that, and he didn't take very good care of his opponents, even by his own account. Yeah, and um, and well, you know, that's not. I think kind of like with Dusty Rose, when I watched them, was like towards the end when WC when the mm-hmm. WA was kind of like starting to like you know guys were leading to WWF. Yeah. So then you kind of got tired of. Like, you're like, man, this guy's still in the main event again. Oh, exactly. Well, you know, in in early 80s, I... Because I I saw him when he was hot, like, in... Because it's weird. NWA, like, Crockett, Mm -hmm. 86 was great. Then all of a sudden, it, like, started, like, sputtering. Right. Around when they bought Mitts, when they bought the Mm -hmm. UWF. And, like, really didn't do enough with those guys. Yes. And then, like, it really kind of fell apart in 88. Oh, it really did. It really did. You just had all these guys leaving, and you still had Dusty Rhodes. And all... Yeah, as as over as Dusty was, as over as Dusty was... he was pushing himself so yeah. hard that 
he wasn't in that spot anymore. Like, but I like how everybody forgets like the bad points of. Uh, oh God, yeah, and there's guy. a lot of there's a lot of critical <laughs> stuff about him. Well, that was one of the most critical things yeah. was, uh, that period where he's like one pushing himself as one of the top dogs when he's kind of ready to do something different. Yeah, because you wanted to see like Sting and Doctor Death. All yeah, time. yeah. Because that was at that point that yeah. was your 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 vision of what wrestling exactly. was. Exactly. Well, and also early '80s was when I first started watching Japan tapes. Yeah, and so. I just saw how just athletic they were and just thought, this is what wrestling should be like. But, you know, as I got older, I started appreciating people who could do the most with the least. Somebody who can, like I've said before, I, I, I'm more in awe of somebody who can get over and have a crowd on their feet just by taking three simple bumps. You know, I wish I had that kind of charisma. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, a ton of charisma. He was, you know, he was, he was awesome. Great promo, ton of charisma. Mm-hmm. Really, that was like, that was his... And I think there's a lot of people around my age. In fact, I know there is because I remember meeting a bunch of people between 18, 21 who are, you know, the smarks of the day. And none of them dug Dusty, but as yeah. the years went by, they realized, okay, we understand what it's all about. I think now because there's also more footage that people mm-hmm. find. So they like, go back and watch it and they're like, oh, this guy was great. And yeah, I love that you you posted. Like, I'm, I love that I you know, posted. You, I saw that you posted the 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 full show off Daily Motion, but you somebody was having trouble finding the yes. And I was like, I'll just get from the movie. The beat, the I part. like to hurt people, yeah. which is one of the most surreal psychedelic. There was a match, but I figured I shouldn't push it with YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying, but that but that little promo he did. I love that promo. Yeah. In fact, I could tell you that was the turning point. I saw that movie. Uh, 85 or 86, yeah. and when I saw him cut that promo on Eddie Creechman, I just thought, okay, this guy's cool. I can't deny it anymore. This guy's way cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, du- I, I actually dug him when he went to Mid-South, like the UWF and stuff like that, where he would, like, like fight Dusty Rhodes. You know, um, Dick Murdoch. Yes. Dick Murdoch, oh, God, yeah. Siding with Dr. Dusty Williams. Mm-hmm. But it's like... By that point, you're just like, man, he's kind of old looking. Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's, but, you know, it's like, and it, like we, we've said about the Rock and Roll Express, the same thing. Like, you have to be a sub, like in the South. To understand. understand yeah. I mean, if you're like some Mexican kid in Texas, you're not really like getting this whole thing. You're like, man, these guys are kind of old looking and you're watching like Hijo del Santo and Eddie Guerrero coming up. And right. Like, exactly. They look like. They look like really good workers and you're like man these guys look like mullets and stuff exactly like, they got the old looking mullets like come on man you have the fantastic oh Tommy Rogers passed away too yes so many people passed yes. away this year <laughs> now, this is a really fucked yes, up year yes I know so many people have passed away yeah Tommy Rogers I was like shit when he died I was pretty bummed too I was like fuck that guy that was my favorite tag team yeah, I, the first time I ever saw him was when he was uh, I always wanted worked. to see them wrestle the, the Brassos Oh, that would have been sweet. Like it just, would have worked. Yeah. It would have worked. Because they were tiny and the Brussels were tiny chubby guys. So yes. Nice to work with them. It would have been great. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, the first time I ever saw Tommy Rogers was when he was working in Portland. Mm-hmm. You know, mainly openers and stuff like that. But he was already, like, this was 1982. He was already really good. Um, He's somebody that should have stuck around in WCW and all those places just as a good worker, like a good job. Yeah, yeah. Seems weird. Well, maybe he kind of was hard to well yeah probably had issues and <laughs> well and when it, like mr niebla issues <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like from what just from what i've read it sounded like he started getting those issues later in life huh. uh i mean i heard he's like i heard when he's younger he was a really nice guy um 
Um, oh, I, I, I'll never forget. The, I can't remember the photographer's name, but there's a photographer from one of the Japanese magazines on the, on the show I saw him in in 1982, and uh, uh, I overheard the photographer for saying saying you wrestle so much like Jack Briscoe, and he just had a big smile. And says that's who trained me. Wow! Like this photographer actually knew by the way he took bumps, especially the bump out of the ring he took, I guess was a, a Jack Briscoe trademark of some kind. But That's pretty impressive. Guy wrestles exactly how the guy who trained him. Yeah, I guess, yeah. That, I don't think that when I see Angelico, I don't think Negro Navarro. <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's yeah. guys who aren't very good at, like, they don't come across like... Oh, exactly. Well, I think Tommy good. Rogers, it was certain bullet points yeah, that yeah. where he looked like, like Jack, Jack Briscoe. Briscoe. Yeah. You know, obviously not the shooter or the, you know. But anyway, yeah, too many people have passed away. Who else died? No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) We spend the next hour just talking about Yes, and... and, and, Speaking of death and Busca de Unido, though. (laughs) Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, last year it was golden, but from what I've read, from what you've said, this year it is not even uh, copper. We're doing the show on Friday, so um, I'm probably not going to watch the the matches from tonight till tomorrow. Mm Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the first couple of shows have been pretty bad. The matches. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first... The, the eight guys, really, Guerrero Maya Jr. is the best one of the group. And it seems so weird him being yes. in the and tournament. You know, that's, that's what they're getting. They're, getting, they're ripping Guerrero Maya Jr. and mm-hmm. Delta. Because they don't come off like they're trying as hard. Mm-hmm. But they're but already there. Yes, that's what they're trying. That's what, that's, and I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. These guys know that they're already there, so it's like they don't really have that extra motivation. Whereas last year, I mean, Ray Hechicero, um, Dragon Lee, Carbonario, Panther, Panther, even Star Jr., they mm-hmm. all had that. They all had that, like, they wanted to be a headline guy. And this 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 year, it's like, Girl My Jr. and Delta already established. Mm-hmm. Bobby Zavala's kind of there also. I was going to say, it's odd having him. Yeah. It's almost like... But he's probably the one that might actually... Might actually be the one that would, would benefit, mm-hmm. but he's kind of already there. I mean, he's got a look and stuff. And then the rest of the guys are just not at that level. I don't see an idol in any of those guys. Like, wow. like I think Flyer could be in a few years, but he's so young. He's um, Volador's um, nephew. Oh, okay. And um, Sombra ripped him because he works just like um, um, Volador. Like a carbon copy. Yeah, like him. And he's like, it's not that I'm copying him. It's like I'm part of the family it's like mm-hmm. that's the way we roast right <laughs> like it's just common that's just the way i'm taught he's like i don't mean to be it but he's also wearing a mask and all that stuff mm-hmm. and i like uh, they were asking him on one of the shows what he thought how he came up with his name flyer mm-hmm. and he's like he's making it sound like this was like a yeah my uncle and i were coming thinking up of names and he's like why not flyer and he's like hey that sounds like a great name and they're trying to come up with like how mm-hmm. to like patent it or whatever they do with the name and stuff and i'm thinking dude all this for a name like flyer yeah, exactly <laughs> like, yeah. this isn't flyer philosoph- it's like it's like ground <laughs> this isn't philosophy 101 yeah i um, want him to team with a guy called landlubber canelo yeah. costas is horrible i like, heard there's some of the judges i think when they're they ripped the other guy oh mm-hmm. canelo costas russell delta this was on tuesday um this past tuesday and um delta was hurt Mm-hmm. Going into the match, so then um, Canelo Casas. They tell Canelo Casas, "Yeah, you could have done more. This guy's hurt. You could have beaten him sooner." Right. But if he would have beat him sooner, they would have complained about that too. So oh, it doesn't yeah. really matter. So then um, Delta goes for his turn to get judged, mm-hmm. and Volador Junior is like Delta. He nods. He nods. Mm-hmm. He's like, 
embarrassing. <laughs> oh, 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 my God. He's like, you Lord. lost to somebody's lore in the card. <laughs> and he's just like ripping him. But that was really bad. Um, there was another... Flyer did this one... Attempted this dive where he just crashed and burned, you know? Mm-hmm. Just like... and it, it, I mean, these guys are just not ready for the... It's just it, not... It's weird how they had a treasure trove of guys last year. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. I, I thought... I thought they were taking so long that maybe they were going to forget about it because maybe they didn't think there was anybody there. But I mean, also they, Canelo Casas isn't very good. Flyers like probably a year behind, a, a year away from being capable of doing well, that. And and I, I bet they could find some indie talent. Disturbio that... is a good talent, mm-hmm. but um, he doesn't. He needs to change his look a little bit because he doesn't look like a main event right. caliber guy. Um, Esfinge is the one they're trying to push. I'm sorry, who? Esfinge. Okay. He's from Guadalajara. Mm-hmm. Tirantes gave him a 10 for an average match. So you know the fix is in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but he's average. He looks like the Sin Cara that's right now in WWE. Mm-hmm. That's the way he wrestles. Wow. Very average. Like, very, hmm. who else is there? There's, there's somebody else I'm forgetting. I can't remember who else. But it's just yeah. a lame year. Yeah, it's just a, a, a bad year. I even forget the other person's name. <laughs> wow, and I, have to, now, and I have to watch it. And now you have to watch it to I remember have that one guy's name. Yes, yes. Yeah, um, Tirantes is great, though. He's been coming up with some pretty good stuff at points. Um, oh, Girl Maya Jr. Volador Jr. accused him of wrestling like an 80s wrestler. Mm-hmm. He's like, you got to do more. Um, you got to be more innovative. You got to do more stuff that um, that's current. It's like, because this, this 80s stuff isn't going to get you over with mm-hmm. the fans. So they go to Tirantis and Tirantis stands up and he's like, he's like, you know, you should. Everybody in the back should be embarrassed because they're not. None of them can work the style that you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like because back in the '80s, that's where real idols existed. <laughs> he's like, and you remind me of one of those guys. Tirantis, he's oh. he's a star of the show, but you still need a good supporting cast. Yeah, and then the other problem is um. He gives them this praise, but then the the points he gives them is mm-hmm. very low. He told Bobby Zavala not to worry about the points he gives him. So it's like, oh, that's funny. I think, kind of, I think they're kind of already picking the points or something. There must mm-hmm. be like something to the point totals. Um, yeah, Tirantes is really good. Shocker, this is basically Shocker. Shocrates won. Um, there was an ancient philosopher named Shocrates <laughs> who said, uh-huh. if guap- being guapo was so easy, we'd all be guapos. <laughs> this is every single person he oh, says geez. this. Hijo de Gladiador mm-hmm. basically repeats what everybody else says, and then he mentions that nobody's showing any fire, which is true. There's nobody showing right because nobody has that. I even mentioned it. I go, nobody has shown any of like that they want to win it. I, mean, I, I know that sounds probably a very naive, idiotic thing for me to say, but I assume you know they're using these guys because they already have some sort of affiliation with CMLL. Yeah, but yeah. aren't there? I mean, for a show that you're actually going to televise. And want to push? I'm sure there's some indie guys who are very good that they could pick out. And oh, they could have had a great one if they had indie guys. That's, yeah, or even yeah. just like a couple of CM, two CMLL guys, and maybe everybody else be half CMLL, half indie. Yeah, guys. exactly, exactly. It's it's because I mean maybe one of them makes it. Yeah, why couple, why go to your own cupboard if you yeah, don't have any good herbs? I mean, some in of it. the guys they say some mean shit to. It's like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know if I would. I mean, I'm pretty sure they tell the guys it's all work. Don't. Don't get too upset about right. it. Right. But, I mean, Guerrero Negro Jr. never showed up again in CMLL. So wow. I'm guessing there, mm. there's enough of a feeling where it's like, because Delta's getting s- grilled for how bad he looked in that match 
wow. They're too nice to Canelo Casas because he's a Casas. That's basically it. But it's really bad. That's interesting. Well, that's too bad because it was such a. That was the one show that I uh, I watched every week last yeah. year. I mean, that was fun. Last I'm sure year. it'll pick up at some point if they <laughs> if they get rid of some of the <laughs> crappier guys. Triple um, A had Verano de Scandalo. Did you watch it? Of course not. <laughs> of course, of not. course you not. You don't have eye pay per views. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure. I am. You don't. You don't watch eye pay per views. I right? watch very little wrestling. Yes. Um, that show was pretty good up until the what was it the fourth match and then it just went off the rails and what what was the turning point actually the alas de oro match was really good mm-hmm. i would recommend if anybody's listening to this to watch that um just a bunch of crazy shit done in the match really dives they start with dives like immediately wow first thing that happens is dives a lot of innovative stuff um uh, phoenix gets hurt he um separated his um he fractured his shoulder mm. or something or separated it or something um, doing a spot where um, that suplex spot where they drop him on the on the apron. Oh yes, yes. Well, he got hurt. Uh, you know, it's a it's a dumb, it's a dumb move, but it's like yeah. you knew somebody was going to get hurt. You know the weir- the weirdest thing? He's down for like a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. Obviously hurt. The doctor goes over and checks on him. He gets back in the ring and he does a he does a dive off the rope. Off he does he climbs on the top rope and mm-hmm. does like a foot stomp or something. And he's, he gets up and he's Ugh. still in pain, and they oh, have to. Wow. He's crying on the on the on the stretcher as they're rolling, wow. as they're taking him out. Wow! Yeah, that was really good. Um, what was it? Um, Drago ended up winning it. They had Loretto Kid as the surprise luchador. Mm-hmm. He was gonna supposed to go to WWE, right? I don't know if that's not gonna happen or what that because I think he mentioned he was gonna start in July or something. But I'm guessing that might not happen. Yeah, and, and this is this is that also a lot of those guys take a long time to, to go to WWE. Remember, like it takes them like some of them show up by surprise, others take take some. Yeah, exactly. And it, it and there it seems like the umpteenth time where either the wrestler misunderstood that he was going to WWE or WWE was going to sign them and decide, nah, let's not. Yeah, because he worked a dark match without a mask too. So mm. he wore, he wore a mask. He, he did the Loretto Kid gimmick there. Um, he was in because supposedly they they thought fly the the, the little um, they have mm-hmm. like a surprise luchador thing. Kurt, don't go, don't, don't lose. Oh, sorry, don't go blind. <laughs> <laughs> Getting sweat in my eyes. Oh, Kurt's sweating. Ugh. Yes. Well, that's because we're talking wrestling, but I'm thinking of yes. Amapola, so you know, <laughs> I'm sweating. Yeah. So um, they have the little um, surprise luchador thing, mm-hmm. on, and it looked like it was gonna be Flamita. Yep. But Flamita was working. <laughs> Flamita was working the. You don't have to leave those things. Up. Flamita but, was working um, Cara Lucha, the 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 match you just you watched, which I loved. Um, so we knew he wasn't going to be at. Um, we kind of feared there was going to be some sort of issue. Yes. Although people kind of tried to talk to me. Oh, it's a plane, plane right away. Away, where, mm-hmm. but you know I don't really fall for that stuff because right. like, I don't believe like guys show up on time anyways <laughs> you <laughs> totally. could tell you could tell me it's possible but it's probably i'm gonna not gonna believe not me. probable yeah especially um, when you have some sort of clout yeah so then um drago ended up winning that which was really good he beat um aerostar i think for that um the cage match was um jack evans versus angelico mm-hmm. no jack evans and angelico versus um scoria and cuervo it was a hair match mm-hmm. that was good too and then they got to the Triple A mega title match between Alberto and Brian Cage. 
which was uh, the match was actually if you if you could actually somehow edit out all the parts where they're running in, <laughs> and and, and Tirantes, hijo de Tirantes would refuse to um, do the counts. If you deleted all that stuff, it would have been a good match. It would have been good. But they. But ha- unfortunately, that all happened. So instead, kind of they have horrible. to boast a cast of thousands are here. It so. was so bad. It just kept on mm. going. It kept on going with all this run-ins. Um, Tejano Jr. got involved early on. They threw out Blue Demon Jr., who was um, Alberto second. Mm-hmm. They threw him out. Hijo del Tirantes refused to do the counts. It just kept going on and hey. on and on. And then um, I think a couple of other guys ran in. I was like, I just like, I was like, man, when is this going to end? Because everybody just kept running in. But take the intensity out of match. And then they had this finish where um, it ended up being where um, Tirantes wouldn't do the count for um, Alberto. Mm -hmm. So then somebody else ran in and did the count. That didn't count. So they gave the, it was one of these like stupid, stupid. Alberto ended up winning by DQ. I was like, man. After all that, went on I just ended up hating the whole match. Um, The main event was just, I think the, the crowd kind of died after that because the main event, the, the crowd was like dead for that match. Wow. And it had Rey Mysterio in it too, so it was like... Wow. But there was also something like that match just never really had a real flow to it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it just wasn't that good. Too many cooks. Yeah, just... <laughs> too many uh, chefs spoiled Yeah, the, the... the trios match kind of just like fell apart. I think because they couldn't follow that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, eh. But the, the, the Alas de Oro match, definitely worth watching. Okay, cool. Yeah, the rest of So that's recommended. The rest, the, the cage match is pretty good, too. I didn't really, like, I liked it, but it wasn't, like, my favorite match, you know? Yeah. I just think because they did so much in that one other match, I was like, yeah, they're not going to do anything. <laughs> Although I did, I, did, do something I wacky. like that they tried to do all this other stuff. Actually, one of the guys did this really cool, um, I can't remember, I think it was, like, a, a Hurakarana. Mm-hmm. They were on the cage, and he hit. It looked like a head scissors to me. It looked like a head scissors, and he grabbed them, and he like bounced them into the the, the other side of the cage, like they were holding on. Uh, to the cage. Oh, how cool! So that looked pretty cool. Sweet. Yeah. Now, the match I did watch was one you recommended to me. The Flamita versus Volador Jr. I loved, loved, loved that match. Yeah, and then I watched that match, and I was like, man, this match was actually better than all the other yes. the AAA, the, the, what I paid for. <laughs> you know, and, and I, the more I see Volador Jr., the more I dig that guy. And I have to say, I think... I think he's been the best wrestler this Yeah, and I think I enjoy him I more. I haven't seen him have a bad match, like... And I enjoy, enjoy him a lot more without his mask. He And you know what it is? I think he's finally, like, enjoying wrestling without his mask. I think he's kind of figured it out. He's, he's, it's so funny because he has that uh, physique of a young dynamite kid, the face of Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live, <laughs> but it works. It works. He comes, no, he's so expressive. He's really ex- has good facial expressions. Like he, he's a great baby face in um, CMLL, but mm-hmm. he can work as a great heel also. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know... And that's what he was in the, in the Cara Luches. Basically the bad guy in the match. Yeah, totally. He was totally, totally heel. And uh, I love his timing. He never seems rushed. I mean, his good matches, he never seems rushed, yeah. unless you're just going through a basic six-man tag. But his, And in six-man tags... What I like about his match is that he always gives, like, this bad look at people. Like, yes, what are yes. you doing? Like, if it's not the ref, it's one of the wrestlers. <laughs> he is so a wrestler who should not be wearing a mask, and I'm glad. Well, yeah. it served him well. I think maybe that's what we were missing with him wearing a mask, mm-hmm. his reaction. I like, agree. I like, agree. Just, like, the dumb shit that goes on in wrestling. Like, he just reacts. Like, he's just one of those guys who reacts, you know? Like, some guys don't react or, or don't really, like, Exactly. Attention. Got such a great but presence. he does. He's, like, he's just, like... 
It's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, I, of course, this is my nitpickiness, but it doesn't matter because the match got over beautifully. I Too loved... many dives. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Flamita stopped selling the leg when uh, Volador was working it. Yeah. I mean, I thought, oh, this looks like it's going to be part of the storyline. And he sold it for a while, the leg, and I figured, oh, this might be really old school where his hurt leg is the whole plot of the match. Like, he'll go for a plancha, but his leg will give out. And considering he fell, like, when he did that... Oh, that one where he went over the ropes and hit the rope? Yeah, I was like, holy shit. I was temporarily freaked out. And then Jr. just stalled a bit, like, just played it up. Yes. He was like... Yeah. He had them clean it. (laughs) He had them cleaning the, the, (laughs) the, the mat and everything. And Volador Jr. put him over clean, but... Not just putting him over for the pin, he really put yeah. him over well the and whole he match. Post match, also where he like was like they were talking about having another match. Oh no way! Yeah. He's going to defend the UIPW title against him. Rockin'. He might actually. We can Flamita. be there. We Flamita. might see it. No, it's going to be over there. Mexico. No, I want to go here. No, but I'm saying Flamita can bring it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they'll, they'll bring the match over here. I'm surprised they wouldn't. I, yeah, I would. Do and it. I dug Flamita. You know, I we really haven't Carrie, seen him before. We could tell Kerry to bring the match over here. What? Yeah. We could. UIPW. Maybe he will. He probably will. You never know. Uh, you he could have it on the Superboy show. That'd be Superboy bitching. will be like, we'll have it on my show. My birthday bash. <laughs> That'd be bitching. When's his birthday bash? In August. I think right? it's August, yeah. yes. Yes. Yeah, that was actually a really good match. Um, Lucha Underground also had a... They had a couple of shows mm-hmm. where, like, just storyline-wise, they were really good. But the matches weren't that great. I mean, Dario Cueto's amazing. Yeah. And, and I, then the, the last show they had, they didn't have Dario Cueto on. Just the There one. was a show without Dario yeah, Cueto? he was not on the show. Wow. It was the Johnny Mundo versus Prince Puma All Night Long. Oh, Man. yes, the Iron Man. Yeah. I like lasted, All Night Long better. Yeah, it lasted like 38 minutes. There were some points, because there were some points where I didn't, like, I didn't really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty good. It was Overall, it was, it was, it was good. Like, the final four or five minutes were really good. Because Alberto gets involved, and then they have, like, three minutes where they have to, like, figure out who's going to win. Mm-hmm. And they do, like, this, like, really fast, nonstop, like, thing where they're just trying to pin each other. Really good. But, like, there was a bit... And also, because I was watching with commercials. You know, you're yeah, that can make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. that into it. And so, I, I think if I well, watch it again, I'll be, I'll be in... I'll be far more entertained. Yeah, I do want to check and it they out. they did a lot, of about furniture, it. a lot of furniture moving in the match, too, like... Bringing out tables and stuff like that, right? A giant ladder. I did like um, Johnny Mundo to stall time because he was ahead. Mm-hmm. And I, I even wrote on Twitter, "I go, why does he just stall time?" Now that's old ahead? school because he was ahead four one, right? So I said, "Why doesn't he just stall time?" So he climbs all the way to to the top where the band is. Yes. And so he's like just standing there drinking water, and he's like tells the band, "Play a song," and, <laughs> and they start playing a song, and he's just like he's just like pretending like to be very entertained and. And then Prince Puma, I think he gets up there, or like they, they follow him around, and they fight around the building and everything. It was really good. Oh, cool, cool. Really good. I recommend watching that match. And with Alicia Underground... Oh, and I was telling you, um, um, I don't watch... If I watch, if I watch the Al Rave one, I won't watch the Unimas one. Right. But Cubs fan was watching um, the Unimas one, and mm-hmm. he caught that they um, blur out Katrina's... Um, her breasts, her cleavage. Her cleavage. No yeah. way. They blur it out. Sounds like something they do in Japan. Yeah, and I was like, and, and it makes it look like it was like even worse because she didn't show anything. It was just the cleavage. Oh my gosh! 
Maybe they're trying to get people to think uh, yeah, something there's worse. something to see. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned. Later, there is something gentlemen. to see. Whatever. Yes, but they're not showing it. Yeah, they're yeah. making us think we can see it. Yeah. It, so it, Ultima Lucha is going to... Ultima... What is Ultima Lucha? The Their final show is going to be really good. That's very cool. I, well, by, by the time you get to that show... Yeah, my the irony is I have not watched any of the new episodes. What, epi- what was the last episode you watched? Because you watched one while you were sick because you told me about it. It was the one... Oh, I, I really liked it. It was the one with a Son of Havoc, uh, Angelico, and... Ivelisse. Ivelisse, yeah. Why can't I remember the name? I feel old. Because you're Dave Meltzer. <laughs> you're just like Dave Meltzer. No, that, that's the real reason. They can't, remember, they can't remember the ring announcer's name, Melissa Santos. I got like, a, How can you not remember her name? She's hot. I just remember. I just remember her face <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. her physique. Yeah. But I don't remember her name. I got to be honest. Yeah. No. Well, well, that's why I got sick four times in the last couple of months because I'm trying to emulate Dave Meltzer. <laughs> he he he's been sick and maybe uh, if I got sick maybe four his, times, his, I, I would get his work ethic. His, I don't have his work ethic. His cough is contagious, man. None of us have his work ethic. I know, totally. You know, just writing like on a on a weekly basis, like what Dave and Cubs fan do. Oh, I know. It's like, well, Dave does it on a on, on one newsletter, but Cubs does it on a daily basis. Yeah, like, Dave's I can't do Dave's that. like a more focused Johnny Legend who just does a few yeah. projects, but rarely sleeps. And uh, except he doesn't live on coffee and cigarettes, that's a yeah. b- big difference. Uh, oh, but this was interesting. I uh, was over at my brother in law's, and he had uh, DVR'd some episodes of Lucha Underground, and we actually watched the very first episode. Oh, really? Isn't that like me uh, to watch an episode like, I've well, already seen? That, that was even the good one. <laughs> but, you, but you know what's funny is, you know, you know me, when I watch wrestling, I try to step out of the box and think, okay, if I was a casual viewer and didn't know much about wrestling, would this yeah. make sense? Um, he enjoyed it, but like about halfway through, he says, I really like this. This reminds me so much of the t- wrestling shows when we were kids. Referring to Channel 13 Wrestling in Los Angeles. Except with a faster pace type of match. Exactly, and and bigger production values. Yeah. But it's like you had short matches, good promos. Uh, you didn't have these soliloquies that went 20 minutes. They'd be brief, brief promos or you interviews. You Triple H talking for 20 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And the show's not three hours <laughs> yeah, long. three hours long. Uh, but I sat back and said, yeah, this is the closest thing to like... Yeah, to like uh, wrestling the, the way they uh, aired it when I was a kid, you know, kind of like a vehicle of short matches and uh, good to the point interviews, well edited. Of course, back then they didn't edit it, but they knew it was short and sweet is probably what's going to entertain the yeah, masses. I, I watched NXT this past week. See, mm-hmm. I think it was Joe, Samoa Joe versus Kevin Owens. Oh, yes, yes. And that show was boring. Really? Compared to Lucha Underground, that show is boring. I don't know if people like to watch Lucha it. Underground is the best thing that happened in the they last had, year. I, they had this one segment where they were doing a, a feature on um, Finn Balor. Yes. And I was like, oh, I, I want to watch this because, you know, I'm a Finn Balor fan. Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's, a, he's a cool wrestler, and he's, they're doing the whole gimmick. And he was talking about being Prince Devin and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they, like, start talking to the, about they, – they have this girl talking about Finn Balor, a girl named Becky Lynch. And all of a sudden, they start talking about her. And it's like, dude, what do I care about this girl? Wow, <laughs> yes. I don't want to know about this girl. Straight well, off. Uh, uh, Rick Flair's daughter is really good. I heard. She's I've yet really to see good. It, uh, yeah, I saw her wrestle. She's really good. But I mean, I'm watching that match, and as good as she is, her opponent was so, like, 
she's not at her level. Like, so it's still kind of like for every woman who's a quality wrestler, there's a bunch of details. Yes, yeah, so there's there's some yeah. stuff that the, the and she would try because she's like, mm-hmm. she was leading the match and she would try. But the girl like when she would get on offense, it was like oh my god, this girl like Charlotte could just kill her because she looks she looks like she could kill she could beat wow. the shit out of the girl. Like she looks actually like impressive, and she's not, she's she's thin, she's lean, and and also she's not probably not seasoned enough to be able to carry somebody yeah, who doesn't yeah. know so what they're like, doing. There was some stuff that, that comes I mean, with time. Her stuff, her stuff was really crazy. Yeah. but I mean, I mm-hmm. was like really impressed. But the other girl's like, oh my god, this is really bad. Oh jeez. And then I skipped this trios man, this six man tag where I was like, yeah, I don't want to watch. Yeah, this. I give it to you just for sampling a WWE yeah, yeah, product. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I, I, I just wanted to see some more Joe versus Kevin Owens, which I didn't really find that. In. Right, I, it's, I, it, it's weird. You would have told me that match, maybe if I, before before uh, be, the, before the last three years, I would have been like, "Oh, this is going to be awesome." Mm-hmm. But then now I watched, I watched Lucha Underground the, the all night long. I watched that Alas de Oro match from AAA. Mm-hmm. I watched, um, I think I watched Dragon Lee versus somebody in CMLL. Then I watched Flamita versus Volador Jr. And it's like I'm watching them, and it's like, man, these guys are wrestling like from like 1970s or something. Like yes, that. not not like not that that's a bad style, but it's just not my thing. And right, and now right. I'm like thinking like Volador Jr. Like you should be wrestling like current, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not. It's just it just didn't come off as right. entertaining. They had a cool pull apart though. So cool. I, I I mentioned on Facebook that you know I was, I went on the website just reading uh, the last pay-per-view and the Bella Twins, you know, a shenanigans in the ring. And I thought, okay, if, if they flew in somebody as their uncles from Mexico, the Twin Devils, to be in their corner, <laughs> and they could, would, I, I, would, would I would buy the, the network. I would buy the network, and I See, would I watch still, it. I still tend to think a lot, of the, a lot of the viewing of the women is because they're women. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not because it's not yeah. they're talented wrestlers. Right oh, God, no, yeah. That's I mean, what I think. It's like, even like when you go to indie shows, it's like, these guys, I mean, the girls, I mean, some of them are good, but it doesn't matter. They don't have much to work with. It doesn't matter if they're good, because guys yeah. just go to see them because they're hot or whatever, or Mm-hmm. It's not really that they're talented, you know. Well, we've seen several shows where people show up to see Luchadora Datura. I've actually never seen her wrestle. Have I ever seen? No, I haven't. But uh, she's made appearances and people show up to yeah, see her. Yeah, they're like saying hi and stuff like that. Yeah, because she's cute. I mean, yeah. that's why they're coming to see her. Get her number. <laughs> uh, You're married. <laughs> that's right. I'm married. I'm married. And uh, she could call me Colette. Yeah. I think I'd accept it. Did th- is, there, is there even such thing as a collect call these days? I don't think so. I think it's so. a thing from the past. I think it's Skype. <laughs> it's freaking Skype. me out how, how there's things that seem... Dude, so Chris Zellner was trying to explain to Rob and I how to use Skype. It's like, really, you know, this stuff. I've had several people asking if they could Skype, and yeah. I said, uh, no, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'll learn one of these I'll days. I'll do it with Chris Zellner, because he's like, mm-hmm. he's actually... He's actually informed. <laughs> now he's, he's oh. far more informed than me. Oh, you want to hear about the octagon? Octagon, story? octagon story oh, of we, we we have to have updates on octagon as often as possible. This is our our, our podcast octagon moment. <laughs> octagon moment, or as uh, octa octagon. Yes, <laughs> he's gone. He's way gone. This guy. He's is, as way gone as Octomom. Yeah, you know, I was telling um. Because um, I think Rob was asking me if, if he's always been this way, and I go, you know, maybe he has been. We just I never, we just never had all this social media available to us where he was like being crazy on it. Because that's why I don't go on Twitter. It seems like there's some sort of virus 
Twitter's that affects great. people who use Twitter. Twitter's great. I like it because people like I can write. Well, stuff. you know how to and write. I, I find out people like read our tweets. Like uh-huh. I found out uh, Marco Corleone was telling me that him and his girlfriend read our tweets about the Wednesday shows. Oh no way! Yes, and I'm like, that's oh, awesome. Shit. That's awesome. Because I'm always writing like really like. Like about the what the women are doing, like they're talking, and it's like sometimes I'll like write something. Yeah, but you're not going. I'm not being mean doing either. things like, that's going to get you uh, arrested or fired. Oh, you no, know? no. I mean, I, I not just wrestling. I, I hear some about of these the tweets. Stuff, I mean, some of the stuff people are probably thinking, man, Fredo's making this shit up, and it's actually stuff that they're saying on the show. So it's like it's not right. It's not like like the one of the the last show they had. Um, one of the Edekanes mm-hmm. she's coming back from being pregnant, right? And she was telling the story about. Her water breaking at um, Arena Coliseo. Wow! And I was like, "Wow, that's pretty cool." Um, that, she's she's mar- she's either married or in a relationship with Angel de Oro. Oh, okay. Yeah. So poor kid's not going to be talented. <laughs> <laughs> Although he'll be pretty attractive. He'll be an attractive. Like I don't know. That's right. Something. He'll he'll get by in his looks. Yeah, looks. You know, because the, the mom. He'll be lucky in love. The mom's good looking. So. So the octagon story. Okay, What's the octagon up? story. So octagon, like I think it was last like two weeks ago. He writes on Twitter, and he's like, I can't believe it. Octagon's initial character was um, El- Amenaza Elegante, mm-hmm. the elegant ma- menace. Mm-hmm. So um, he writes on Twitter, I can't believe this. Triple A's gone too far now. Now they're trying to steal my other name. I can't believe it. And he's very upset, and I'm like, dude, I haven't seen anything Triple A's mentioned about that. Right. I mean, and Triple A's done their, um, they did that thing for Lucha Underground where they were coming up with names and stuff like that. I never saw anything about an Amenaza Legante. Right. You know, and it never came came to us that we should look it up on, um, you know, because I think the trademarks and stuff like that, you, they trademark yes. stuff on, in Mexico. So he's complaining and all this stuff. And so we're like, where is he getting this stuff? I mean, nobody's mentioned anything about it. I didn't even know he wrestled under that name. So then um, I think Cubs fan was the one that found the link and he's like, um, I think he's talking about this guy. It's an indie wrestler in um, Veracruz or something that's using uh, Amenaza Elegante. Mm-hmm. And what we found is it's a it's a it's a Photoshop picture. Like it's that wrestler in a background, and there's a little logo at the bottom that has AAA the AAA logo on it. And so, so just somebody had a wild imagination. Somebody just photoshopped it, and I found out later that the guy uploaded it. The actual wrestler oh. uploaded it. But this just gets weirder. Oh, my this God. Guy, this guy should have said, hey, you know, they're not doing anything with your name. Don't worry about it. He didn't do that. Instead, he jumps in and joins the club. So then all the fans are all riled up and like, oh, that's AAA, always stealing names, doing mm-hmm. all this shit. And and I'm like, dude, nobody's done anything. So then um, Super Luchas wrote out a, a story about how um, it turns out Octagon and this guy who wrestles as Amenaza Elegante are compadres. They've known each other for years, and apparently Octagon gave him the permission. So you would years think ago. they're on the same page with all this? Yeah. You'd so think- then Octagon's like, "Yeah, that's my bad. I forgot that I gave him the name." Mm-hmm. So then I noticed that they're still complaining about AAA taking the name. So I'm like, "Why is he Weird. still complaining about AAA taking the name? If he's never..." I go, I go, and so I write, "How come Super Luchas didn't um, contact AAA and their webmasters?" Like. We never got any memo or anything mm-hmm. from them asking us if we knew anything about this. So it's like, I I finally decided to, I, I thought about asking Octagon. So mm-hmm. I tweet Octagon, I go, I go, Octagon, are you going to get upset at your, um, are you going to scold your, um, your compadre for using your name? And he's like, you know, he's like, no. He's like, I gave him permission. He's like, it was all in good fun. He's like, 
this was all different from the AAA situation. And I'm like, AAA? <laughs> different? Different from AAA situation? No. This, is, this was part of the problem. AAA had nothing to do with it. What it was was um, somebody put it on that picture. And I guess he must have saw, seen the picture and assumed AAA was stealing his name. And that's not... I can't get it through his thick skull... Oh my god. That AAA was never going to do anything. I think he, and it doesn't matter, I think he just wants to do it just to get on um, publicity. Yeah, just to g- keep himself vi- yeah, visible keep him, with a keep little. Himself, like him and him versus AAA as a big deal. Scandal and controversy. Yeah. I just hope he doesn't go over to CML out because it's just going to be another issue. Like, oh god. Just a pain in the ass. Well, I. He's horrible in the Well, and also just what I've heard, it sounds like a lot of people are kind of burned out on dealing with him. Why I would he, assume. Uh, I don't know. Of course, you never know with wrestling. Yeah. Um,. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He's working All Elite and all these other shows, but it's like, dude, these, this guy's not good. Why are you guys like... I, I think because people are like, there's the novelty of him teaming with Atlantis, mm-hmm. and that's really where the his his deal is. Yeah. Because the Octagon Fuerza thing is already worn out, but Octagon teaming with Atlantis versus Fuerza and somebody else, that still exists. Right. So it's like, they're still doing that. Boy, they could milk it, but poor Atlantis would be doing all the work. And he's not at that point where he could still do that now. Right. Because he's not at the Negro Casas, Black Terry, Negro Navarro level anymore. He's like, he's him and Blue Panther are really starting to slow down more. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen it with Blue Panther. I mean, he's still good, but he is yeah, he's getting a lot older. Slower. And he must yeah. be hurting at that age, too. Yeah, you, I mean. Yeah. And, oh, his son is the other one I forgot. Blue Panther Jr., Okay, yes. He was horrible, man. He's, he's, what? He's not Blue Panther. He's not his brother either. <laughs> wow. He's the opposite of the Panther. Like, and we're, we're, we were laughing. <laughs> he's more like the armad- grace of the armadillo. He's dating um, Estrellita. Oh, well. Yeah, so that's... That's something. Know. He's doing that right, I bet, then. Estrellita's going through the feline family, so... Like, <laughs> she, she was with Puma prior to that. But I think Puma might be with, like, one of those... Um, girl some other girl like that the dancing girls no he's like one of the does like a radio show or something oh yeah she's good looking so hot but um yeah blue panther jr is really bad i'm i'm amazed like it's not that he's really really bad he's just very generic like wow now do you think it's just him being green or he just doesn't have it or can you tell really I think it's going to be more like... It's funny because I, I remember when I first saw him, I thought maybe he could be like an Antifaz del Norte, like a good trios guy. Mm-hmm. But now I look at him, he starts doing the dancing and stuff. And, like, and he's not it's ready weird. to be... It's Blue Panther. You shouldn't be doing dancing uh, during yes, a match. Yes, Because you know, like, La Mascara does that. All those guys do that. Hector Garza used to do it. All those guys mm-hmm. do the dancing. Now he's like El Ejido, basically. <laughs> well, and but also you're you're trying to break in. He's El Ejido, but he could do a he could do a Nudo Lagunero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's like he's not that good either. But all these guys understand that they're not good because the judges are telling them they're yeah. not good. Tirantes is just disappointed. <laughs> these guys, he's just like man, none of these guys. Are he's good. probably saying, "What are they doing this year?" Yeah. I mean, so well, so... he said he said he hasn't seen it. He praised Girl Maya and um and uh, what's his name. Bobby Zavala, mm-hmm. because they actually had a good match. Because he said that's actually the first match that's actually been pretty good. In and, but, and you expect that of them, though. And then that was basically the fifth. Like, I was writing about it. I go, that that wouldn't have made the top five last year. Because last year, I mean, what was it? As soon as Dragon Lee and the Panther had a match, mm-hmm. and that was like early in the, mat, in, the, in, the, in the tournament, that was already one of the best matches we'd seen. I mm-hmm. think that might have been a match of the year type of thing. Right. Carvernario and Ray Hichisi, I remember their I match. I love that. They had a great match, and then when they would go against the other guys, those matches were great. These guys are just not really in there. 
And it's odd how CMLL will go for these long periods where, you know, everything's confusing, the angles never go anywhere, and boom, they go through this little renaissance yeah, period yeah, where it's, where like, well, it's yeah, really hot. It's really hot, yeah. But we've learned not to expect it to last too long. Yeah. And they have a hot group, like the Engelbert novelists look cool. Mm-hmm. They don't really do anything. It's like, there's not, like you saw the, my news for CMLL, that's basically it. It's just watching CMLL inform and telling yeah, you Yes, kind of like they move along yeah, aimlessly like for a long time on. and they get, I, I swear I'd love to be a fly on the wall to see who's making what calls about booking and, um, they could have had Dark Angel versus Marcella on a Saturday show. Mm-hmm. Instead, they just giving them Marcella versus Dallas again. Wow! It's like, and Marcella's keep mentioning. Oh, my favorite, my favorite Marcella was on um, Informant. She was talking about wanting to wrestle Dark Angel, mm-hmm. and all she's doing is during like the ten minutes is complaining about how hot it is in the in the studio. <laughs> just the entire time, she's like, she you could, but then you see her oh. and she's like. She's like pouring, like like if you if like you get a visual, you pouring, know why she's saying like, it. And then like her legs are all shiny from the sweat and everything. And it's like, oh my goodness, poor girl. She's like just sweating. Like they must have turned up the heat when she was there. She's just like, and I think she must have been um, training earlier. Yes, because she showed up, she was already sweating. So it might have been like one of those things where, like, she was just like, oh my god, it's it's hot in here. Yeah. So Octagon is hor- like, he's lo- losing it. Yes, I I, I could do, did something kind of fun. I just. I just randomly picked a match off YouTube, mm-hmm. uh, something a Cubs fan put up, and it the name caught my. There's a wrestler called called uh, oh, Oberon. Oberon. You wrote it down. I did write it down. Where is it? Right there. Against Oberon. Dragon Force. Dragon Force. Oh, jeez. Never heard this of him. Be, never seen like, him. This must be like one of those. I haven't even seen it. I forgot to write down the name of the promotion. promotion. Uh, Lola Gonzalez was doing com. I'm know. guessing it's Leyenda Sin Mortales. Yeah. Well, the reason Oberon's name caught my eye is I thought of the actress from the 30s, Merle Oberon, who was <laughs> just gorgeous. And I'd like to, you know. And then you're like, and that's when I regret it, watching this. <laughs> that's right. I, I couldn't think of her the same way. No, two mask guys, really, really green. Uh but what I enjoyed about the match was it's obvious they were green. And Fredo, how many times have we gone to an indie show where we have these guys so incredibly green, neither can lead the other, and they just try to do 20 high spots and are getting most of them wrong because they're green and <laughs> nervous and everything falls apart. And it goes on for like 20 minutes, yeah. too. Well, Arena Paraguayo was like frequently yes oh superboy doesn't let them go that long no no he doesn't he doesn't and rena paraguayo i mean it's some of those guys they put in the ring and you know they never even had a wrestling lesson it sometimes it was so bad i wouldn't say every week but there were some pretty bad one guy who showed up with like his like looked like he was wearing um um, sweatpants yeah, and they're and doing they those. Just put like the, his name, his mom put like his name on the side or something. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my god, his initials or whatever. And it's like, dude, this guy sucks. And I remember those that was, lame karate that kicks was they were Kendo, doing. Kendo, Kendo, Super Kendo, or whatever his name is, mm-hmm. the one from here. He looks through the, he peeks through the the, the curtain. He looks over at me and and he looks at me and he goes, <laughs> like he's just like in shock, like my god, like his. his I his I remember watching that mask and just being flabbergasted, like. Didn't you guys at least yeah. look to see if they know how to lock up? Because I remember I went to the back that, and I go, "Did you guys see that match?" And you're like, "Yes." <laughs> Some of us did watch it. It's like, "Oh my god, yeah. it's horrible." Well, they, but these guys super green, but they didn't try a jillion stuff. Mm-hmm. They 
kept it mostly hold for hold. About the only thing they shouldn't have done is a clothesline. So many people do bad clotheslines these yeah, days. Yeah, it's weird. Where all it does is is scratch the surface and the guy sells for it like crazy, like it he spins. got like yes, yes. I hate when and it's such a limp looking. Uh, yeah, everybody contact. does a spin off a clothesline, and some of the clotheslines aren't even that impressive. Yeah, like if it's a really good clothesline, that'd be awesome. But it's like. You're not doing a good. Oh, I, when somebody gives a, a really good clothesline, somebody sells it beautifully. There's nothing yeah. like it. But now people use it like they would a headlock or something. Yeah. Just, uh, but this match was like nine minutes long. Uh, they did, they did just a few high spots. Some stuff you could really tell that they're not really ready to be in the ring performing publicly. But they didn't try to do everything they ever dreamed of doing. And so whoever's running this thing probably told them. If it's the lay end as a mortise, they probably told him to not do anything. <laughs> yeah, and that's that, smart. Yeah, but that promotion is horrible. Is it really? Oh, God. Well, I'm glad I, I caught... Well, yeah. you know, it wasn't... Kinect I wouldn't get still on there. Yeah, I would not jazz. say it's a good... It was a good match, but just somebody who's The seen, women on that show are so, like... It's the old people, basically. Like, wow. The and they're not as good as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, God, it's, uh, it's, it's bad. People kind of holding on. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I like that as a good You got set. the good indies like Chalanga Mask and mm-hmm. Cara Lucha, and then you got Leyendas Immortales and like these other groups that are like, yeah. Even all And they look local even pro- all elite, that that group, mm-hmm. they'll bring in like they'll have some good matches, but then all of a sudden they just they the guy who runs it I think he's one of these guys who has nostalgia in his head, so it's like Octagon has to be in the match or like these really the same match. Like, oh, which a lot of especially A lot of the same stuff. Well especially a... Uh, I it seemed like in the 90s, it seemed like there were so many promoters here in the States who were always trying to promote old school stuff as if these old timers will somehow revive the scene. And Did you see Rush and Brian Cage didn't have a match after all? No. What happened? Um, Rush couldn't work with um, Cage. Oh. Political reasons. But I don't Political think, meaning I don't the think promotion? CMLL. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think, gotcha. But it wasn't them. T- I think it was... I think it was him telling him. They, yeah. I don't think it was like... I think both the promotions might have said it. I don't think it was just CML. I think AAA might have... And it wasn't thinking of anybody having an attitude, just I mean, a directive. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong, but I mean, yeah, you could blame CML, but I mean, Brian Cage was about to work a pretty big match for mm-hmm. um, AAA. Yes. And Steve Payne was going to AAA also, so... Because they turned in a tag match. Okay. And then they had Steve Payne teaming with Cage, mm-hmm. and they had Rush teaming up with Mysterioso. So what, Mysterios is going to do the job? <laughs> yep. Because, and, it, I mean, there's just too much. So they switched it around where they had um, Mysterioso and Little Cholo mm-hmm. versus um, Cage and um, Steve Payne. Oh, and cool. then they had Rush. Rush, you didn't see Rush kick the hell out of our friend Acero Dorado? What? They put Rush in the match with Acero Dorado and those guys. Oh, okay. So Rush kicked the shit out of... Um, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my lord. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Ouch. chop fest where uh, Rush tells him harder because Rush likes that. Yes, he likes hard. the stiff he chops. Likes the, so Acero Dorado's chopping him and he's chopping him back. I'm like, oh man, we missed it. <laughs> I know, and Acero Dorado was probably having the time of his life. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, the way he loves to smack people with a weightlifting belt yeah, and get smacked back. Stuff, man. Yeah, I, I mean, at first I was saying, God, he's being hard on these guys, but I, I realized, oh, he likes to take it too. Yeah. <laughs> Well, very cool. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to talk about? Anything no. Anything else you want to know? Any updates? Anything you want to? No, I, I, I think this anything is good. Anything else in Russ- Lucha that you want me to tell you about? Lucha, you want me to tell you about the Lucha World Cup? Nah. <laughs>
In Lost Ark, no, 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 no. It was all right. It wasn't that. No, nothing to write home about, but decent. The, yeah, I, that, this is the first time I call it the Lucha World Cup. <laughs> it, yeah. I just want, I just want people to know that I will be running a Lucha World Cup pretty soon. <laughs> yes, I will be countering that with the Lucha World Cup. Only we will have all indie guys. <laughs> exactly. Well, well, Every, it's, just eight, just eight to avoid. We're gonna have eight teams different, representing eight different barrios in Los Angeles. So you'll have Team Boyle Heights, Team Walnut Kills, <laughs> yes, Team Holt Street, Team Kudai, <laughs> Kudai or whatever, Kudai, Kudai, yeah, Kudai, Team uh, Holt Street. That's, Holt Street. We need our Pomona yes. Holt Street Team uh, Chino Hills or whatever, <laughs> Team Anaheim Hills. <laughs> we'll just find like the, the and Azusa. Don't Azusa. forget Azusa. Yes. Team uh, and then we'll just it'll be like all that. And we'll have like a giant trophy. We'll have like the old eight old legends re- to judge them. They what? had eight legends, like like eight or nine legends, judging them. I'm like, man, I bet those guys are like falling asleep. Well, just so you don't run into trademark troubles, why don't we call it? The- why would I go run into trademark troubles? What? I own Lucha. I know you do, but but just in case, don't call it. The- it would be the Lucha World coffee mug. Oh, okay. It'll be this big giant mug <laughs> that has coffee well, stains well, all around. We'll have like it. a wrestler like like leaning into it. Like we'll just like Photoshop a wrestler. Going, That's right. Yes. Thumbs yes. Up. And we'll say like world's greatest luchador on yes. the mug. Yeah. Oh, we're there. That is a great idea. Idea, Lucha yes. mug, coffee mug. We got to do it. There you go. We're there. We're there. We'll have Steve Payne on there. <laughs> exactly. He is, he is an LA guy, so. Yep, and a cool one. Well, let's see what all the AAA. Oh, we could get all the AAA people on here since they're getting booked in the. That US would be now. sweet. Let's Pentagon start. Jr. We'll tell him it's Lucha World coffee mug. He'll be like, what? They would be jealous. And I'll tell him because you guys stole Lucha yeah, World. Exactly. From me and they and tell them they should be thankful. They didn't steal it from because me. nobody can it. have too many coffee mugs. They Take actually, it from me. You can never have went, too many coffee mugs. Out of, I, I liked that they went out of their way to call it every single name possible from Lucha World Cup, Lucha Libre World Cup, Victoria World Cup, Triple A World Cup. They came up like four different, five different ways to say it. Um, Cerveza Victoria World Cup. <laughs> and again, like, I would have loved to hear the hear the discussions about and how they came to. W- it wasn't even like I don't even because it was separate Lucha World. It wasn't like together. Like it would be different if it was like well, together. It, it is like, funny how you talk, you talk about people uh, like I, I just like over weird. overstate how you come up with a name. Remember when? Yeah, the flyer thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember. I always love hearing Superboy. He's saying how he got his name. Oh, I showed up. My dad told me I'm wrestling that night, and oh, we'll call you Superboy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's stuck ever since. I don't think people realize oh, it didn't yeah. take me like a, a a full day or like a, a like a walk down the to the park, deep thinking, yeah. deep thought to come up with Lucha World. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't. Anybody comes up with a website. Sometimes it just randomly comes to you, you know? Yes. It's not like something you're just thinking of. Like Vandal Drummond wasn't yeah. thought out. Just, yeah. just I said, hey, I'd like to use something with my Scottish, uh, you know, my my Drummond name that's in my family. Everything I've ever... And Dan, and Dan Farron just said, Vandal? That, yeah. He said, I had Scottish ancestors named Vandal. And Dan just said, Vandal Drummond? And I said, yeah! Yeah, it's like, it's like sometimes it just comes to you and it's not mm-hmm. something you're like really... Exactly. If I've, somebody else uses it, you know, if they ask you for it, it's like, man. Yeah. They're well, my- it's like when AAA, when AAA wanted to buy um, the Lucha World site. That would have been cool. Yeah. That would have been like, cool. That's fine. I go, I would have probably sold it, you know? I yes. could come up with something else. <laughs> then you, you'd be Lucha Galaxy. I would have had like another... I would have had money in my bank account. <laughs> Yeah, or if you didn't want to look like you're trying to overshadow them, uh, Lucha Trailer Park. Yeah, we'll start. Well, there. I think they bought the Lucha World Cup um, domain name too. So I think if they would have asked me, I would go ahead. 
Although I don't know how to sell that stuff, so it would have been a little more complicated. <laughs> it would have required them explaining to me how to sign, how to sign contracts, yes. how to sign papers, uh, what yeah, you can how to, and cannot how to send do. it, how to send them the domain name yes, and everything. Yes. Like, how do I forward that to you guys? I do not know how to do that stuff. Permission of what? I've had people ask me for the name, mm-hmm. and it's like like they were willing to buy it, and I was like, I don't know how to do that shit. Why are you guys asking me for this? It's like. It's just something I enjoyed doing. I was going to say, it probably have to be a pretty high ticket price for you to go through the hassle yeah, of trying yeah. to figure so it's like, It would have to be I would probably it. have to charge, like, I would actually have to, like, get some, just to, like, do mm-hmm. it. Because, like, that would probably be the only reason I would probably charge. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, like, have to hassle through, like, domain registration mm-hmm. and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, pain in the ass. Well. So, Kurt, watch Dragon Lee versus Negro Casas. Did I you will watch, watch that? I have not yet. Oh, man. But I, that well, was good. I have to watch that. I also have to watch the Busca de un Idolo. Busca and Idolo. I can never remember the name. Is in Busca de un Idolo. Yeah, and that's not because it's in Spanish. It's because I'm I'm dim in the head. I'm becoming more of a space cadet watch, every year. Watch Canelo Casas matches. Yes. And get ready. Get ready to get psyched up to, to watch Mondo Hollywood. I'm telling you. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I think there's better odds of me watching that movie than you watching In Busca de un Idolo. Gonna, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Somehow I'll end up watching it by by mistake, whereas you'll like have that option of watching In Busca del Nidolo and you'll never watch it. It'll be on YouTube. Mm-hmm. You probably just read it. You'll probably just end up reading my my recaps of it. No, I'll find something that <laughs> wasn't included in the recap. Yes. I'll, uh, it's, gonna, it's gonna it's gonna become gonna, a mission you're now. Yes, my, my my recaps now. Fredo, <laughs> uh, you did not mention this. In better, your than recap. Critici- <laughs> better than better uh, than uh, critiquing your kneecaps. I yeah. mean, that would be just sad. Yes, Although I'm sure somebody does that to their yes. friends. You haven't uh, been watching any turtles matches. Ninja Turtle matches. No, no, but I will. That, that is one thing I will watch again. Probably. I'm watching those. The, the present day Ninja Turtles? All of them. All of them. Just turtles from Japan, Turtles in the That should be a contest. Past. How many Ninja, Ninja Turtles Turtle dreams? Uh, matches. How many different people have teamed as the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. I, I think you'd lose count. There's probably more. There's probably more than we actually know. Oh, yeah. I bet there was tons of them. Because there were guys in the in the U.S. dressed as Ninja Turtles, weren't there? Cal- yes, there was. Yes, Calabunga, there was. wasn't he a turtle? Cal- yeah. that, was and, that and their, their, their shout phrase? Oh, they had a character called Cowabunga? I think that was... Was that the one that Chris Champion... Yeah. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, because somebody was telling me about that. Well, I remember the first time when they started doing the gimmick, I remember seeing a foursome that was the Ninja Turtles in Tijuana. I don't know who they were, but they were damn good. Well, those were the UWA ones, weren't they? Those were the UWA ones? I wasn't yeah. sure if that was them or not. Because I think there were spin-offs the afterwards. Because the CML ones were spin-offs from the mm-hmm. UWA ones. Yes, and... They're doing a match where it's Super Muñeco and um, Super Pinocho versus two of the turtles, Tilo and Mike, I think. Oh, cool. I'd be up for that, actually. In Chilanga, Mask. You want to go to Mexico to watch that? Absolutely. It's in, I think it's June 28th. Aren't you busy that t- day? Well, June 27th, <laughs> again, it'd be a deal breaker because the day before is uh, our you anniversary. You trouble. Yeah, I do. If I actually made you go, you'd be in trouble. Would I be ever? Yeah. I would be in big trouble. Well, then take her to Mexico. I'm sure she would enjoy it. <laughs> well, hopefully we won't uh, have such a huge gap between now and our next podcast. Uh, nobody will die, hopefully. Oh, yeah, babe. Stay healthy out there. I'll, we'll all try to do the same thing. 
All you wrestlers out there. Right on. Stay healthy. Stay safe. Yes. No matter how old you are. And keep on trucking. Yes.